speaking with uh, one of my favorite composers to chat with, Mr. Lauren Balf. Uh, Lauren has continually composed music that has connected with millions of people and has brought the projects he's worked on to vivid life. Uh, Lauren has shown his versatility from projects like Megamind, Ironclad, uh, Harry's Arctic Heroes, the Bible miniseries, Assassin's Creed 3, Skylanders, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and many, many more. Uh, his recent score is to the DreamWorks animation film Penguins of Madagascar. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for uh, talking today, especially with uh, the time difference we're dealing with. <laughs> no, thank you. Gosh, it, it is listening to that broad spectrum of projects. It's quite quite fascinating going from call of duty to penguins <laughs> it is and uh I, I, we'll talk about that a little bit later about your i guess what's going in through your head and jumping on these projects but i guess i want to kind of jump right into penguins um you know it's in an animation franchise you know it's nothing new to you but i guess it's a, a spin-off which is a uh, new territory because it brings us a story uh with characters we know but is in no way a sequel to the films you know we know them from so kind of what were the uh initial discussions on penguins what were the first steps to building a new musical universe for these guys well the you know it, it, it's kind of a hard one especially when i think it's like any franchise when there's a breakaway from one of the characters and they go and get their own their own their own film and i think with with madagascar there was um, a, there was a very clear thematic world for for the film, apart from really the, the penguin world, mm -hmm. and and they, they they never really got to get their own big theme because they were never on screen that much. Right, you got you got, you got a little taste of it, and then as soon as uh, you were done laughing, they were gone. So um, so now. I, I think there was a whole kind of new rethink regarding um, what to do. So we, we knew that, yes, there's that kind of big band sound of the Penguin. So we had that. But the main thing was was trying to come up with that theme for the opening credits. So so that, that took a long, 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 long time because to compete with the, the, the music from Madagascar, which is so memorable, um, it was kind of quite intimidating. And uh, so when you, you mentioned that theme, which is one of my favorite parts of the score, and I, you know, I found it stuck in my head for quite a while after I, I listened through it. But, um, you know, like, and you use the theme a lot and you never abandon it. So where, where does a theme like that come from? And I mean, what's your kind of process for you? How many different themes do you usually come up with before you go, aha, you know, that's the one? Oh, well, I think I, it depends. It depends on the project. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes you... I personally find that you do a lot of talking and discussing what you're wanting, what what they, the director and the whole team, are wanting to tell with this piece of music. And you could easily sit down and r write any odd piece of music, but it's not necessarily going to translate to what's in their heads. Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes you you get it straight away. And sometimes you're on version 27, <laughs> so it's 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 there's there's no it's never straightforward, unfortunately. And I think with this one, it was it was very hard because you were coming from um, you know them, but thematically you don't really know them, and we have to kind of create this this theme that is going to be instantly recognizable for right. them. Because when you see them, you recognize them. You go, oh yeah. It's uh, it's the penguins. Mm -hmm. um, so we needed something that had the same intention, even though it didn't exist. So it was. Um, 
I'm not going to say that I nailed it in the beginning because I sure <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so, so, um, um, but then th that's the great thing about it is that you you do that you do, you come out with ideas and and it may it may not necessarily be right, but you're part of a team when writing, and you've got the directors, you've got producers, you've got editors. So you're you're a, you're a big family, and you're sitting there, and that theme may not be right. But what it's done is given a hint to to possibly one side of the character that that that's working, mm -hmm. and and then you can go down another path. Right. It's 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 just the same as songwriting. Some people can Elton John can write a song in three minutes and it can be a hit. And uh, Some, right, <laughs> sometimes he could be writing it for a month. Right. It, but also for the theme, when you're when you're kind of building this theme, and I, I talked about this a little bit with uh, Henry Henry Jackman, we're talking about Big Hero Six. Do you kind of design the theme to have you know because you kind of do variations of it? And I found that this theme that you created, it can be kind of bold and boisterous and adventurous, but it can and you know I heard a little kazoo in there. It can be kind of quirky, but you also kind of bring it down to be emotional. You kind of strip it down. And does a theme have to have certain qualities to have that kind of I guess duality, two sides of it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I, I personally, because having come from the background of additional writing and working for composers, um, if you've got a good theme, you can turn it into anything. Mm -hmm. So, so you 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 know that it's the sim the simple fact of if it's a very happy theme, if you need to make a sad version, you make it minor. Mm -hmm. You know, simple little things like that. Um, and that, that that is the, the the first kind of simplistic step of doing it, but it it, it really is that. And I think that um, I don't know. I I never look at the theme as thinking, oh, I've got to be able to do that. Okay. I just I, I kind of I look at it and go, does this theme represent what the story is? Because because if you if you if you if you knew that you had to write an action version of it you'd you would sit and write your theme differently i think right no yeah absolutely and uh and you did you did encompass these characters but i mean the the, the score does encompass a lot of i found a lot of musical styles and there's a lot of genres at play here and i feel like you combined all of them to create this cohesive kind of unique soundscape you know i, I mentioned i was hearing kazoos this big band sound and even some kind of john barry you know bond touches and it's but it's all through kind of this you know your voice you're channeling it through so how did all these elements uh, of the score come together are you playing off just the mentality of these penguins who think they're super spies i mean you're also bringing comedy into it like i mean there's a lot of stuff going on <laughs> yes well they, yeah uh, yes they are they are super spies um i think thematically we we know right from the beginning that Private is going to be a, a very important character. So when you watch it, um, you'll see why. Um, and out of uh, and out of all of them, I think the most focus is given to Private. So as well as the the Penguin thematical world, I knew that I wanted to try to get something for Private because when you watch it, it will all then make sense. Mm -hmm. And and then. Um, and then obviously, then you've got Doctor Brian, Dave, um, who who is the villain, and he's he is the supervillain, and I think doing that was 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 one of the hardest concepts because it was like it was like if you are wanting to be the ultimate villain, what is the soundtrack in your head? 
Right. Um, and he, to me, it's it's just a tiny bit of everything. It's like a casserole. It's every flavor known to man has been put into it. And uh, because it can't, because he, his character cannot be taken too seriously, but he thinks he's serious. Right. So the the way I wrote it originally was I wrote it as a song uh, in the structure. So it was a chorus and a verse. Oh. And um, because I always treated it as he had a song in his head every morning he woke up and every night he went to sleep. Um, so it was, it, it was as if there was a comical version of Darth Vader waking up and humming his tune every day. <laughs> I, I, I just thought, gosh, he is going, he would sing, he would have a song in his head. And um, so that, so that's how I wrote it was as a song first. And then I made it uh, um, work in the cues. Right. And I think that's where the comedy comes from. When And you do see that in a lot of uh, a classic kind of slapstick comedy films where the characters themselves believe, you know, they are so serious and taking them seriously. But the, And the music is playing that, but what's uh, happening on screen is completely opposite. <laughs> yes. And the thing, because the, you, you, you would never believe that he, he would be a villain. So, so you have to musically, and I think this is one of the great things with music and film, is with animation, it's, I think animation is one of the rare type mediums of film that you can do this. Mm -hmm. You can really overtake the situation and exaggerate what's going on. Right, and, I, and I'm looking, and just listening to the, to the, um, to the score, and uh, I watched some of the, the film, the, the first few minutes that were online, and they are such a comedic team, and it kind of brought me back to kind of the classic slapstick, you know, duos, you know, Three Stooges, you've got Buster Keaton, Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, and even, for some reason, Peter Sellers popped into mind, you know, Inspector Clouseau, and you have that Henry Mancini music, but, you know, his antics and everything kind of uh, are on screen, and the music doesn't touch it. Is it important not to touch the, com like the physical comedy as a composer? Do you try to stay away from that? I, th I think that's always a very difficult thing with comedy because there's a thin, there's a thin line when it comes to scoring animation and not being over the top mm -hmm. because you can turn into Looney Tunes. Right. Right. And, and it's a very, and I think that when we first spotted the film and watched it, there was there was no need to be punctuating every single reaction and <gasps> and gasp and there was it 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 was there already mm -hmm. and also I think that the children aren't stupid that we, we we're kind of sometimes films come out and they really do patronise the audience yeah. and children children are far more mature than 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 what they were forty <laughs> years ago. So and and the humor is there, and you laugh at it without having to do a musical stop and a, and a, a cymbal crash. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's the stories being told, and I think that sometimes you you can do musical jokes, um, but it, it's just personal taste. There is no right or wrong because I I watch things sometimes, and the music constantly punctuates every single turn, left, right, and center. Right. And those are funny. I mean, I love the, you know, the old Chuck Jones, Lenny Tunes. I guess it's appropriate for that, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, also kind of uh, 
uh, you know, looking back, you worked on the Madagascar films uh, with Hans. Uh, did that help you kind of hit the ground, hit the ground running in a sense for this with these characters? Were you did you feel already kind of comfortable with them? Yeah, uh, yes and no. It, 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 to me, really, is it feels like a different film, mm -hmm. even though the characters are connected. It was the same way I, I feel that on Sherlock Holmes on one. When we started two, it felt like a different film. Right. So yes, the characters are there, but they've developed and they've changed. And and thematically on Sherlock two, the more f new themes were brought into, and it was a different it was a different story. So so I think having worked on Madagascar, I think the main thing was to be able to. It's just great training and great experience, and also it's you get to know. The whole team of who make it. Right. With animation, we composers normally just get brought in at the end, but with animation, the directors and the the writers and the producers they're working on it for three, four years sometimes, if not longer. So it's it's really it's like uh, being adopted into a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you didn't, what what kind of, what uh, point in production did you jump into Penguins? Did you wait till there was kind of a, a rough cut? Did you look at kind of early animatics? Like, how did you kind of come into it? I think with animation, it's, it's it, animation can finish the day before it's finished. Right. <laughs> so um, I was on it, I think I was scoring the, 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 can, the Venice Canals chase probably about a year and a half before, I probably started writing on the rest of the film. Oh, wow. So, because sometimes you're able to... The, the, the problem is is locked picture, and with animation you're able to constantly keep changing things. So it's... it's uh, animation is far harder, I think, than, than, for example, working to an action film with green screen, because there, there is still a, a, a live actor there, and there's a rough idea of what's going on. Right, and uh, but also talking about animation, and you kind of mentioned talking about the opportunities it provides you as a composer. Um, I mean, does it allow for kind of bigger and more thematic music than a live action film? Like, if these, if this was a a live action movie with actors instead of penguins, I mean, would it would you have to tone it down more? I mean, does it allow you to write bigger themes and kind of more boisterous music? Uh, I, I think I think it depends. It depends on on the project because sometimes I I, I just finished a, a film called Doe and that musically is very very subtle um, and you know I don't personally think that music should be really loud in film. I used to think when I started. I remember the first time watching the playback and thinking, "Gosh, I can barely hear it," but then. <laughs> But but now I understand it's it's part of a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be there to help tell a story, and I think that with animation, you're you, it's just the same as a live action. The music can either sit there or take over, mm -hmm. and uh, there's opportunities to do it if there's action sequences or if there's emotional ones. So they both, I I think they have the same this the same merit. Okay, yeah, well, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, um, and I also noticed that uh, you kind of brought the 
a little bit that the old theme for the for the penguins that were using Madagascar. I think Jim Jim Dooley may have done it. So how did you kind of want to incorporate that? I know you kind of referenced it a few times. Yeah. Well, the thing is that the, the theme is kind of really just the motif, right? And and so it, it's kind of that old style of. Um, as soon as you hear it, you grin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so we kind of we, we we would bring we would bring it into certain situations, and um, I don't I don't I don't think there was kind of an, a a real kind of study regarding when to use it or not. It was simply a case of we we knew from Madagascar the colours. There was always bongos, and there was yeah that kind of big band brass sound. But, and, and, but it does, it kind of, I don't know, because that, that was the only thing you knew them of in the past film. So I guess it is even funny, funnier when it does kind of pop up now in the midst of this much larger kind of piece of work that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yes. And, and then the, and also now the thing is that they you have the extremeness of going between them and Dave, where Dave has got a 80-piece choir surrounding himself singing half the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, it, it becomes kind of large and grotesque in a great way. Oh no, it's a and it's a wonderful score. I mean, I really loved it, Lawrence. It was, I mean, it's has many different textures and colors, and I, I really fell in love with the theme. So it's a, a really great, great piece of work. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you liked it. It's been, it has been so much fun because also I think the whole, the whole opening going from the beginning of the film, trying to kind of. I think there's a good example. If if you'd written a theme knowing that you had to make it very classical sounding, I probably wouldn't have ended up with the theme that I had right. because it's chromatic. Yeah. So as soon as I got that theme right for the opening credits, I then worked backwards to to do that kind of n National Geographic type <laughs> large music to to welcome us to the home of the penguins. Right, and it. You guys had a really great gag with uh, Werner Herzog there. That was really funny. <laughs> yes, no, fantastic there. <laughs> um, but kind of looking at, you know, a lot of your recent projects recently, not just Penguins. I mean, you had The Driver and uh, Skylanders recently. And they're so different in range. And um, are you consciously looking to kind of contrast these genres, keeping you kind of creatively on your toes? Is it hard to switch gears like that when you're going from, you know, a family animation movie and then, you know, jumping into something else a little bit darker, more, you know, action-oriented? I think, no, I, I don't necessarily think it's harder. I think it's just more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And and this, you have the same conversations. I think I think working on, on um, Driver, we had the same conversations as we would have on Penguins. You're still trying to create a, a theme to tell a story, um, but you're just using a different... You're using a different palette, mm -hmm. and so the same obstacles are there, and the same, the same. You have the same problems, so it just it, to me that kind of it doesn't make it any different. But also, I think it makes it more fun not doing the same thing constantly. If you were to do horror film after horror film after horror film, I think you'd get a bit jaded. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and 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 I personally always I learn something from every single project. So when so it doesn't you you learn a new mu musical technique or you use a uh, you discover a new uh, approach of doing something and that then takes you into the next situation. 
And I think it was that's I think that was the main reason I I ended up getting into computer games because I think computer games are now becoming more structured like films. Absolutely, yeah. And and, and I understood the, the the kind of the the structure of how to get music into films. Uh, not necessarily. I'm saying that I, I knew how I know how to write it. I'm just saying the kind of the technical side, and that and the way when I started doing games four five years ago, that was they there was more cinematics happening. Right, and I mean, you, I mean, you worked on Beyond uh, Two Souls, which was uh, fantastic. I mean, that's it's a, a unique game because it's a an interactive film in a way, very much yeah. different than Skylanders, which is you know kind of platforming and and you know getting the tokens and all that stuff so it's a very it gives you the i think different challenges that a film would kind of give you yeah but but you know the thing is skyland is the biggest the, the hardest thing with with skyland is 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 coming up with good themes constantly because right. there's there's so many levels and there's so many characters um it's skyland is a very difficult job to constantly keep fresh and to keep um, coming up with new musical ideas because sonically, the, I think the world is there, and when you hear it, you kind of know oh, that Skylanders. Right. It's, it's um, every single project's got its own difficulties, um, but they, but but then they're all connected. So when you're talking, if uh, if it's a period-based film or if it's a documentary, it all relates back to the same thing, and it's trying to translate what's from the directors head into into me playing the piano wow that's cool yeah i mean it is it's all it's all music has the same goal in every film and that's to support the narrative and and it's just i think it's just fascinating to see how all the different approaches you can go about it you know it's awesome well, I, th <laughs> I think i think it's also fascinating nowadays with with the ability to online access um rejected schools because right. it's it's more and more common now with rewrite schools occurring and um uh and now you can and now you can hear it and and it, it is fascinating to see how there is a different approach being created i don't know if you uh heard uh, of john, uh, john murphy just released an album called anonymous rejected film score and he i talked to him he wouldn't tell me what it was for but it, it you know just listening to that music on its own apart from whatever the narrative it was supposedly supposed to be for i think that's a fascinating thing and the music kind of takes on a new life that way i know no no i i i think it's yes it's fat it's fascinating and i still keep wondering what what did it come from <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's but unfortunately nowadays it is it is very um it's becoming very normal to have schools kicked out half the time far more than i think it used to be right i mean it, it is also but you're do you feel that music is kind of trying to, I guess, fulfill a certain expectation? Is it is there less room for kind of experimentation these days? Do you think, oh, it's got to sound like uh, Inception. It's got to sound like, you know, this. Do you feel like the producers and directors are getting too latched on to, I guess, fads in a way? I, th I think, I think, I think maybe on the, the lower, well, I, I don't know. I, I think when... When five years ago, when I started doing games, musically they always referenced films, mm -hmm. and now I never hear a game developer discuss the temp or the musical idea being a film well, because true. they 
because they realize that they want something that's unique. That music for that film, whether it was Inception or, 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 or Star Wars, they wanted something that was unique. Right. They didn't want something that their characters are unique and their storyline is unique. So the music shouldn't, you shouldn't be telling somebody, well, we want it a bit like this, though. Right, but it's 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 harder and harder these days because you can watch you can watch a lot of films and and second guess that you know that the temp was the born. Right, and I mean I understand that it comes from you know I'm not a musician I'm coming from that side where you know music is essential to certain editing and writing and stuff but I feel like a lot of times it gets really stuck in there and you can't get it out. <laughs> yes, but all but also it's, it's very hard to it's like anything in life it's it's it, you, it's it's very difficult to be original. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's, especially since everyone's inspired by what's come before us, and we're trying to, I guess, take those ideas and kind of move forward with them. Yeah, but we, we but I think any composer has has always referenced into the past because that's how we create what we have now. We have to go back to whether it's classical music, but I think what's happening now, the difficult thing is that people are referencing film music which only happened two years ago and they're imitating it automatically and, and it's and it's it, it's just it's strange it's like the concept of if you're a film composer and all you do is listen to film music I, I, I struggle with that concept because I think then you're how do you get your inspiration you're listening to something that's missing the main narrative right I think John Powell said that exact quote. His quote's probably like, "Don't don't shit where you eat." I think that's his quote. But <laughs> um, his same thing. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Don't." The, he's like, "I don't understand people who only limit themselves to film music because you have to widen kind of you know your pool of inspiration because film music if you just keep recycling it over and over again." He said it was like a snake trying to eat its own tail, and I thought that was a kind of interesting way of looking at it. Yes, but but it becomes it becomes dormant and the concept of trying to create something new is is by experimentation mm -hmm. and and it's the same with pop music if if everybody if a new band came out and simply tried to copy coldplay they wouldn't be creating anything new right and 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 that's what i find that that that's the difficult thing we're in at the moment is trying to do and that's why I think I try to go and choose different projects because, like with Driver, we we had a great we had great fun doing it because it was it it wasn't predictable and they didn't want something that was the norm. So it was we were able to try to do cues that you wouldn't expect. Right, and it was, and now when I was listening to it, I was like, Lauren, is that you? Like, it was, on, you know, it was a, a very different style for you, and you were able to, I don't know, it was a really great score, a very different, kind of very working underneath the surface type uh, uh, music. Well, it was something, the thing is, it was something I, ha I, I had to do, and when I read it, I wanted to do it, and yeah. I needed to do it, because it was a type, it, again, it was a different type of music that I hadn't done. And 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 it was always well known. Lorne writes classical music with big orchestras and choir, and and I don't think it is. I I think I write 
I write what I have. <laughs> oh no, yeah, exactly. I mean, you have a, you have you definitely have a voice. I can definitely hear your voice, but just that style was uh, very unique to you. I think. Good. Well, I, but I, I think we, 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 I think we all did a great show there, which some people may see in America. Who knows? That's the that's the amazing thing with television. You can spend a year of your life working on it, and unlike a film, nobody will see it. So. <laughs> I know it's uh it's there's a lot of stuff out there a lot of uh content to consume so but uh I know I I hope you come back to kind of that mini series uh structure I think that's really cool. Yeah. I I, I well I will. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so just looking in the future as we kind of wrap up you know you're talking about how you learned from every project and you will be returning to the Dreamworks Animation Universe with Home. I mean have you started working on that? Are you taking what you've learned here and applying it to something there? Probably, I don't know. You know, I, mm -hmm. I don't. I think it's 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 something that it's it's to me it will be as simple as accidentally loading the wrong plugin on my keyboard, <laughs> and it's not right for this project. But I go, gosh, that was an interesting mistake, <laughs> and I kind of remember that. So then the next time I kind of I bring it's all these little things that you kind of um, you come across, and then you remember, right. but. But it doesn't. Um, I think the main the main thing is is that you every project you work on you gain more different points of view and different um, different you learn different solutions. Absolutely, and I think yeah. that was, that was one fascinating thing that I always learned from Hans, even though goodness knows how many films he's done. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he he still experiments and he still learns. But you, but you can see from that wealth of knowledge, when there is a when there is a situation, you're able to deal with it. Yeah, and it's it's same like life. You know, you you're a lot wiser than you were when you were 12 years old. You know, you didn't know how to process feelings, but now you're older and you can you know take them as they come. You know, <laughs> it, it is yes, it is exactly like life because the thing is, is that yes, you may be able to enter that deal with that situation when you're 21 but um you you may not but you've got a chance and more all-round knowledge 10 years after that so it's all it's 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 all um it's all all different challenges and i think i think that's why things like not another happy ending i i just wanted the right songs i hadn't ever written songs before so i thought well, this sound, this is a good project. I'll write songs and then make cues out of the songs. So it made it, it made it it made it a good challenge. And and those, and I love that you do those those uh, those films, like you know, and stuff like Red Wing, and and uh, they really, I think, offer a different. You know, Salinger. You're kind of working on projects that really bring, I think, something out of you as a composer, but also for us as listeners to, you know, different. You know, it's like sampling different plates of food almost you know like oh that's interesting i like this taste so you know it's from the same chef but it's you know <laughs> yes well i think but also those type uh, independent film is more likely to take a risk mm -hmm. and, and you can experiment more and and feel less pressure in one respect to 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 be the norm right because you're not trying to satisfy stockholders and uh, you know box office and i mean you want that but you know <laughs> Well, that's the thing, and and everybody obviously always wants something fresh and new, but that 
it doesn't always work out that way. Right. And I, and I think that what's interesting now is I think 10 years ago, if the, the concept of when people used to say on te with television now, we want a big Hollywood sound, it's, it's hard to tell what that is any longer. True, yeah. Because we start looking at who, who wins the Oscars for best music. It's not necessarily a big Hollywood sound any longer. It's, so, yeah. so it's 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 never been so interesting. I think with there isn't there is no norm. And uh, yeah, it is. It's good, and it pushes. It allows for more innovation. I think because it is the past past few Oscars have been you know these composers who their first scores. You know Stephen Price, uh, yep. Trent Reznor. You know it's <laughs> never yeah. never composed before a score, and they won the Oscar. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and and it's exciting because I think it it, it keeps. It keeps everybody on their toes and just not being complacent because I don't. I, it's not just about writing a good tune. It's it really is a bigger picture. It's about creating some. Every, that that one orchestra we use in London will play on many of the film schools. The point is, you have to make it what that story is and what that film is, so it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, and uh, you're doing a great job at it, um, Lauren, but thank you uh, so much uh, for chatting today. It's been a blast as usual, and congrats on Penguins. It's uh, It really resulted in a memorable score, so yeah, it was, it was a, a great listen for me, so thank you. Good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Lovely talking to you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and have a great holiday season, and uh, we'll definitely have to connect for the next project. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, lovely talking to you.